Shady Pines, an afterthought media podcast on which gay people discuss the Golden Girls. Today we're talking about season three, episode four, titled The Housekeeper. First from show business, please say hello to Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam Salandra. How are you? I'm so good, Joe. How are you? I'm well. This is going to be one of the... In fact, I'm trying to think of my history of podcasting. I'm sure it's happened before, but where like... There was no pre-show banter. The second you fucking walked into this goddamn room, I started it because you sent me a panicked, a panicked text message that it has to be under 90 minutes. And Taylor, Taylor, we're bringing in Taylor a lot too, but let me bring him in right now, actually. And from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say hello to Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Taylor. Hello, guys. How are you? Uh, you, oh, shit. It's good to see you. I didn't get to say hello because we truly did. Just get started. It's- yeah, I, I I came into a rant, mm-hmm. and then a I'm starting as soon as he signed, and I thought he was like talking to you only because I just sent him a text message saying I'm signing in now oh. at like one minute after. So I thought he was doing a bit at my expense, Mm-mm. and come to find out, no. apparently it was your turn to go to the woodshed today. <laughs> yeah, but let me tell you I something. I specifically sent the text with. Tons of kissy face emojis to avoid the reaction, <laughs> well, but I see it. He did send the kissy face, but to me, that means I'm going to be extra angry because that means you know you're being a dick. But you know what? Let me tell you because, well, we're going to come back to this. We're going to come back to this. But Taylor, I've known you for a very long time. And even though we've only probably met, we've been, we've there. been friends for over five years and every week we call one another and catch up. Yes, we sure do. <laughs> and, uh, much to your chagrin. But I can tell when you're in a shitty mood. What happened, Taylor? Why are you in a shitty mood? How can you tell I'm in a shitty mood? I just mood? know you. I, I know you. There might have been a slight altercation between my husband and I about 30 <laughs> seconds before I signed in. Uh-huh. There might have been. Plus, I've had a really, really long day at work where I had to be – I had to be that girl with multiple coworkers in tersely written emails. Yes, I had to be Marlo. I had to be the Marlo Thomas of my agency. Wait, hold on for a second. Salan, do you have any idea what we just said right now to each other? Um, There was a fight in his household, and that's that. (laughs) (laughs) And he lost interest after that point. (laughs) (laughs) Not interest, uh, understanding. Yeah, I'll I'll tie it into this show. And I don't know if Taylor knows this. Marlo Thomas was a star of a show in the 60s called That Girl. He knew that. But... The brother of one of the um, uh, the the I, I, I lost words. The people who creators, Golden, the creators of the Golden Girls. Tony. Oh, Thomas. is that the same Thomas? Yeah, Tony Thomas is the son of Danny Thomas, the brother of Marlo Thomas. No kidding! Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I certainly didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you I, know what that girl is? No. <sighs> Well, okay. I barely know what it is. I mean, that is before our time, Taylor. 
No, but it still it is a pop culture, particularly for gay. I guess gays of a certain age mm-hmm. understand that reference. Mm-hmm. It was it was a it was a show about a young girl just kind of starting out on her own in her twenties. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she was that girl. So she was that girl, mm-hmm. and it came on about the same time as Mary Tyler Moore did. So whereas Mary Tyler Moore was about a woman in her thirties, this was a show about a single woman in her twenties. Mm-hmm. Of that Rep- representing the women back then, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Women's then, lib. Now let's move over to Salandra. And by the way, I know Salandra's had a hard day at work. It's Monday. Taylor, I've you had a hard day at work. It's Monday. I had to listen to Bring It to the Runway, <laughs> watch the Golden Girls, and write the script, and then do as many side quests as possible on my Breath of the Wild DLC. Okay? Uh, we all had hard days. Yeah. Where's your Nobel Prize? <laughs> right here, actually. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, so Salandra, but Salandra, here's the thing that, that pisses me off. I, I do want to know, so thank you. Two weeks ago, Taylor, Adam Burns came on and he goes, I eat dinner at 8.30 p.m. So we got to make this really tight. And we we were out of there by 8.30. The show's like 20 minutes long. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Then... uh. Jay was, I think Jay, Jay, I will say with Jay, but when the three of us are together, Salandra, it, we just don't stop talking. And I think that kissed 90, I think we kissed 90 minutes. It may have been like 90 minutes. But also, I was the one in the bad mood last week, so that probably made it worse on my end. Oh, you were? I'm glad you forgot because I thought I was being offensive because I just couldn't, I couldn't, usually I can hide it and I just couldn't. Adam, you don't have that connection that Patance and I have where he can just look at me and go, he's in a bad mood. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny, though? I've only Mm -hmm. met Taylor like three more times than I've met Salandra. But we have that connection. Three. Yeah. That's not true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We've We've only been in the same physical space a handful of times. Oh, but for us it's zero. I thought yeah. so. I thought you meant virtually. <laughs> no, you've, you've been virtually together. Oh, way not decades, decades yeah. at this point, or at least it feels like it. Decades. Yeah, since that girl was on. I think. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> That's the groundlings training. Um, the only person where it went super long, not surprisingly, uh, one of the guest stars on this show, Lori Roggenkamp. Um, and I don't even know if that's true. I just believe it at this point because we always like joke about Lori taking. I like maybe that time. No, went that long, one maybe went like almost. No, no, that one almost went like two hours. Okay. <laughs> and it is two thirty-minute shows, so that is wild. Yeah. So you've heard Drag Race recap before, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But no, never I don't know if he has through. yet or not. Have you? No, I have. Oh. Wait, like the main, the main pod. To yeah. me, the main pod, like yeah. that's the OG to, in my but, mind. Yeah. Mothership, mm-hmm. yeah. Taylor's last. Well, wait, season. what? What? Why were you annoyed? Oh, because we never go over ninety. You're saying? Yeah. Oh. Unless, unless if Lori was on, I would be like, you know what? Why don't we just do one episode? <laughs> and then okay. maybe, maybe we'll make it in time. Either way, I wasn't trying to be fun. I genuinely do have to go back to work, which is. Annoying. I would rather be on here for three hours than go back to work, but such is life. Can't you just tell them I'm on gay time? They're all on gay time, though, so they wouldn't understand. I know. He he works for a gay 
organization. All right. The girls struggle to hire a housekeeper until they find Marguerite Brown. Initially, Marguerite seems like a lovely and hardworking woman who uses magic to help bring the girls good luck. But soon the girls tire of her constant tardiness and terrible job. After they let her go... Misfortune falls upon them, and the girls are convinced Marguerite has placed a curse on them. They summon her back to the house and try to bribe her with gifts and champagne to return to work without having to work. As long as she'll remove the curse. When Marguerite learns the girls think she placed a curse on them, she laughs it off and tells them how all the other superstitions were in their minds before she walks out the door. Meanwhile, Sophia apparently went to a wedding for several months. Um... (laughs) There's always a time problem on this show. Yes. They did say a couple of weeks. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. But so. they, okay. they hired her. She worked there long enough for them to, know, to like her, then think she's doing a horrible job, and then fire her and bad things to happen, and we need to bring her back. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe a couple of weeks was like seven weeks. <laughs> Yeah, and who was the wedding for in the family? Obviously, Dorothy didn't Phil's need to be sis, Phil's daughter. Yeah, Phil's, daughter. Phil's daughter. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't Dorothy be a part of it? That was that was like the first question that went through my head. Like, why are you not going? Or, <laughs> like they couldn't make it someone like a distant Italy relative <laughs> or something. And once yeah. again, no one ever calls anyone that they're at the airport or they're home, coming home or when they're coming home. Like yeah. Sophia's flown somewhere. Her. 80-something-year-old mother has flown somewhere. She doesn't drive her to the airport even. No, doesn't drive her to the airport and doesn't know when she's coming back. Mm-hmm. And Sophia just shows up and is just like, oh, all right, well, that's just a thing that happens. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's go around the horn here. Uh, Taylor the Latte Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are our special guest today. Just Thank a few you. sentences. What are some things you liked about the episode, things you didn't like about the episode? Just, you know, your quick summary of your opinion. Um, I love the, I love the core three girls, obviously. That's part of the reason that we're here. And I thought that together they had some really funny lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this was an episode that I really like when I, when I looked through and saw that this was the episode I was assigned mm-hmm. on, when I looked on Hulu and saw the, saw the um, title of it, I went, Oh, like where I was just sort of like, this is not one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. because it does go to that weird mystical, magical place, <laughs> even yes. though it's not mystical, magical, which is very, th- that's one of those like jump the shark type uh, tropes that you usually see later in a series where at some point, and I think this does happen in a later, in a later episode where like they're all held at gunpoint, yeah. you know, but no, no one ever talks about the trauma yeah. of being held at gunpoint. Yeah. But, um, so it's not necessarily one of my favorite episodes. It's also, as I was watching it, I was kind of cringing a lot at a lot of the jokes and just the main general gist of the storyline and my husband from the other room said this is like racist right i'm like yeah no this is this is a racist episode this is a very problematic episode oh yeah oh yeah 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 what uh Solandra, what do you think i i think that when i saw the title i remember being like oh yeah not one of my favorites and then i was pleasantly surprised because i had a could have been in a good mood but a lot of laugh out loud moments Mm -hmm. um Dorothy, as usual, in particular, was just reacting in ways that was really getting me good. And I 
also like Marguerite, the actress. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so many guest stars I just find not enjoyable to watch. So that helped me get through. Is um, she was she was charming, which I think was the point. Taylor, have you noticed that Landry's not wearing his headphones? I did just notice that. That they're just around his neck? I can't get them to work, and so it's coming through my computer anyway. So it's, Oh, it's not, we're not picking it up. That's interesting. Good. Yeah. Are you on your microphone? Yeah, you just jumped right in, so I couldn't... Uh, what? Are you on your microphone? I mean, it's here. Is it on? Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, I see why you would be concerned, but I mean, yeah. It's, it's green, and that's all I could tell you. Get, put it closer to your mouth now and talk. What do you think of this? Uh, no, he's not on the microphone. Oh, it just came out. Wow, amateur <laughs> so, hour. So did I 30 years ago, but... <laughs> True amateur hour. Does this make any difference? Oh, oh my yeah. God, yes, 100%. And now these are working. Okay, great. Okay, look at us. Tech time with J- Joe and Taylor. <laughs> now I'm the one in the bad mood. <laughs> I'm going to hear about this. This Adam Solandra. Oh, not use not using the right microphone. Like, like, see you at. It's going to be like see you at Wolfie's, you know. And then it's going to be like, um... <laughs> all right, bye, Adam. Nice talking to you. <laughs> Click. Call, Taylor's phone rings. <laughs> let, let, let me get let me get the dogs outside. Let me just put in my AirPods. Give me a second, and then I just stand in the cool Florida evening and just listen to the diatribe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm sorry that we were in you know in, invading Adam's day today. Oh my god! Make sure to keep it at 90 minutes. Cancel the show. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, to me, this, I mean, I don't want to tip my hand here a little bit, but I'm giving it five cheese. No, um, <laughs> I don't want to tip my hand a little bit, but it's, it's just a, 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 it's not a bad Golden Girls episode. It's not a great Golden Girls episode. It's a serviceable yeah. episode. It does go into the magic world, but I will say they grind it, they ground it a little bit in reality. Um, but again, you know, like a guy just lands out of the sky and they're not shocked. They're just like staring at this man land on a parachute. Uh, from out of the sky, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, dressed well, like a bird, dressed yeah. like a bird." Yeah, and oh, they just, they simply consider it bad luck and not, yeah. nothing more. Yeah, and doesn't he say, "Isn't this the Orange Bowl? Isn't the Orange Bowl on like New Year's Day or something?" So there's no point of reference to it being like a holiday. <laughs> yeah, it, it just. And also, Marguerite is describing what she does, and I'm like, it sounds like either a Marguerite is doing what she said she would do or be these girls are fucking taskmasters because remember <laughs> marguerite we later learn because what happens is this is such a bizarre scene dorothy comes out and says someone's placed a, a, a multicolored rock under my bed you know and and uh marguerite says uh oh i did that so that you would sleep better okay and we later learned that she was trying to cover her ass and that it, it really belonged to Sophia. A couple of things. One, how did Sophia's rock get under her bed? Yes. Two, um, it's been like her second day and they expect to like Marguerite to be cleaning behind under their bed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And it's like all the things that Marguerite, they like, like, oh, I can't believe Marguerite's not, you know, steam cleaning the drapes. And you're like, what? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> 
Well, plus she was also whispering off to the side, I think Marguerite put this under my bed or something like that. And she was far enough away where she could have, that was me. I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's silly. Plus, all right, if we're talking about, no, that's a different scene. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I have, there, there was, there was a definite, but you can talk about um, whatever scene. This is, we, in fact, we're, okay. we're talking about so, the show. The scene with the bird where the yeah. bird man falls down. Mm-hmm. Dorothy is doing where she keeps flipping the same like pork chop like nine times <laughs> on the oh. grill. And, oh, she, and she keeps taking, and she keeps taking the metal yes. tongues and placing them on the grill and then picking them back up. It's in my notes. I'm like, she's putting metal <laughs> tongs on a, a live grill and then just randomly yes. picking them back up. Yes, that was one of those that I'm like, she's going to burn herself, thinking that that was going to be one of the bad luck things. But no, she picks it up and then puts it down and picks it up and puts it back down. So it actually it's smart, but yeah, alas. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really, really crazy. Now, uh, have you ever had a housekeeper, Salandra? Uh, we had a we had one growing up that would come like every Monday, but my mom is such a like neat i never understood because she would clean the whole house in preparation for the housekeeper which i thought was so silly but now that i'm older i do get like if i clean up then i can have marguerite steam the curtains or something else that i really don't want to do so that does make a little more sense to me now mm-hmm. but um yes is the short answer what about you taylor have you and bobby lou ever had a housekeeper Bobby Lou and I have never had a housekeeper. However, Drum and I had a housekeeper that was a very weird experience. Mm -hmm. We had a woman Mm -hmm. who would come, I think it was other Saturday. And I lived in a, um, an old house that became like a split level where there was, and our landlady was an older woman who lived upstairs and then Drum and I lived downstairs. And she had hired this woman. I don't know where she got her from. I don't know. But so we decided that we wanted to have her as our person. Mm -hmm. And as she got more comfortable, Mm -hmm. she um, decided to share information with us about how she apparently banged half of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the last like year or two. She was like late forties. She fancied herself like a milf, but Mm -hmm. we definitely, we were a little too, leathery with like the and the shirts were always a little too revealing and it felt like over time the shorts got shorter and shorter and shorter Mm -hmm. so she according to her she banged a bunch of the buccaneers Mm -hmm. and banged a bunch of like professional wrestlers too so so and she would work on our place like on saturdays and then i believe she would work on our landlady's place on mondays Mm -hmm. so i come home from work one day and i as soon as i walk in the door my phone rings and it is drum. And he says, hey, we're all upstairs. Why don't you come upstairs? So I was like, okay, that's fine. Because we were friendly with our landlady. Mm-hmm. So we walk. I walk in the door. And the first thing I see is my landlady with a panicked look on her face. <laughs> and the next thing I see is a hardcore straight porn on the television. <laughs> and I look over and it is the housekeeper and some guy that she brought over. And they were because they apparently had been talking about porn or something. One of the times when the landlady was talking to the housekeeper or the housekeeper brought it up. So she decided she was going to bring over porn for them to watch. And when she heard my ex-boyfriend come in downstairs, called him like kind of to protect her sort of thing. 
because we were all friendly and then brought me up. Whereas like when Drum called me, he was laughing when he told us, he's like, hey, you might want to come up here right now. So then we kind of sat and made small talk all while some poor girl was getting railed by like four guys on TV <laughs> until until the two people, until the housekeeper and the guy finally left. And my landlady was like, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know why they brought this over. And they started talking about it. And I didn't know if this was something they wanted to have sex. Nobody wanted to have sex with this woman. But this is where her mind went. It wasn't long after that that we decided that we no longer needed her. Like, it was starting to get creepy. Like, <laughs> starting. <laughs> uh, starting. No, I know. But at that point, that point, I'm like, she's been in my house. She's, you know. So we had canceled once or twice on her, and she left. She sent, like, a text message or, like, sent an email to my ex saying, you know, if you guys keep canceling on me, I'm going to have to fire you as customers. To which we were like, Bye. You he know, said, and that was the thanks list. for bringing that up. Yeah, thanks. That thanks for giving us the out. So, Jeez. so that is my only experience with a housekeeper. That might be the most Florida story you've ever told. <laughs> it is. It is a very Florida story. Yes, I I completely own that to be a very Florida story. It's really an alternate reality version of this episode, kind of in its own way. <laughs> Uh, when I lived in Newport, I had an, uh, uh, a housekeeper named Clarabelle, but she had a really thick Hispanic accent, and I, I, there was a guard gate. You had to, like, check in. And I would get a list of the people who had checked in. And it was people I always knew, you know, but there was one time I'm like, who the fuck is this? And it said, you know, like, like could be, you know, C-O-U-L-D, could mm-hmm. E period bell. The security thought girl, guard thought her name was Could E Bell, and I thought that was so funny. And then another time, after right after my niece was born, some like about fourteen years ago, I had a picture of her up somewhere with a baby, you know. And I was I I'm one of these people. I don't know how you guys are, but when I have a housekeeper, I stick around. And it's mostly because I'm like, I, I feel like the people who leave, it's out of shame. I'm like, no, this is a noble profession. You know, they, they clean your house, you know, I'm not going to yeah. leave out we of stayed. shame. Yeah. There are people who leave like, oh yeah, I can't, you know, I feel like whatever that they're doing their job. I'm doing my job. I'm playing Zelda. Anyway, <laughs> uh, hard day at work for everyone. I'm, so I'm in the other room and I hear like, and I go, I go inside, I go to the other room. I go, what's going on? What's going on? And she goes, Oh my God, your baby is so cute. <laughs> oh my God, my throat. <coughs> it's so dry here. <laughs> the story that finally takes you out. Yep. Yep. Clarabelle. The curse of Clarabelle. Could Ebel. Could Ebel. Could Ebel. Could Ebel. Could he breathe? That's the question. Well, no, it's, it's my throat's been, I have like a lot of post nasal drip today. It's not a good day for allergies. Oh, same. And so, um, my throat's been, oh, okay. I have these candies that Deckhead sent me. Oh, still? I'm surprised they're not gone. No. You were loving them last week. Mm-hmm. I am after that scream that, uh, we didn't have a guest appearance from Joe or Betty. Patance kicking oh, in the door thinking you were having another I heart know, attack. Like, there was one time I was on the phone with uh, Taylor. And we, what, were we even ta- what were we talking about, Taylor? I don't remember what. We were talking to Drag Race All-Star Season 1. And Tammy oh. Brown going, ha, ha, 
Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did my impression of this. Ha! Ha! I'm acting. And whatever. We went on with the conversation, and my parents came running in, and they thought I was having a. They were screaming, and they thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, but it was a phone call, not an episode. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I would that, love to that. Hear. Happened on Friday too with Taylor. Oh. No, Thursday. <sighs> it's happened twice. <laughs> Taylor went to the hospital with a cardiac incident on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yes, your own, my own. No, oh. Jack Mack and the heart attack. The guy who sang the band for a cocktail. Okay, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Was everything okay? That... Yeah, I'm fine. I had a I had something called an SVT, and I'm my heart suddenly started beating like 210 beats per minute. And By the I way, I was like, I got. I got like super like I, my head was spinning and yeah, I, I was having difficulty breathing and stuff. So I was like, I think I need to go to the emergency room. Oh my god! So scary. I went way. and I ended up I ended up spent. They kept me for observation overnight. So, way, so which ironically, we watched a ton. I watched it because I was in the the room by myself waiting for a room upstairs. I watched a ton of Golden Girls episodes on the Hallmark Channel. Beautiful. By the way, yeah, SVT. Worst law and order uh, series ever. <laughs> but uh, it goes by really fast. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, let me ask you this question. So let's go back to this episode. Um, what what do you think was going on with – do you think that there was some element of racism? Weren't you bringing that up, Taylor? Yes. There's definitely where they immediately go to because because a – a Caribbean woman mm-hmm. says, you're going to regret this. They immediately go to curse, like voodoo priestess kind of thing. <laughs> There's something, if it was, if it was a French woman that said that, would they go to curse? When was Miss Cleo popular? Would this have been around the same time? No, Miss Cleo was in the 90s. Oh. Miss Cleo was like the late 90s, early 2000s. Do you remember Miss Cleo? Let's see, Solandra, do you remember Miss Cleo? I do, I do. Okay. Call me now. For those of you who don't remember, now. there was a, a 1-900 psychic number. It had this black lady who was not even really Caribbean. She was putting on an accent, right? Or, right. And she was – but she was part – because she went to jail too for it, right? Or or what happened to her? Uh, I think so. I don't know. All I know is the last reference to that is Priyanka on Drag Race Canada did her for Snatch Game. Mm. True. That's, That's how I remembered Call Me Now, but I, I did know her before that. Okay, here we go. Now it's time for uh, everyone's the Lux. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. It's time for Miss Cleo's dead. Oh yeah, I knew that she died a few years ago. Oh, oh well, now I'm sad. Sorry. Why were you a big Miss Cleo fan? (laughs) No, but that just makes me sad when somebody dies. Mm. Well, well, most when most people die. Yeah. Is that true, though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, time for the references. The way we do this, Taylor, especially with Taylor, is Taylor, uh, I'm going to say the reference. If you know it, you have to be honest and you have to tell the truth. If you don't, though, you okay. have to bluff. All right? These are okay. references that were in the show. And then Solange will tell us whether he is – and you know what? I'm going to bring out the old uh, – um, what is that? Where's the buzzer? Oh, here it is. Okay, I'm gonna bring out the old buzzer and bell. Okay, 
All right. Okay. You know what's so funny? We have this show called Bring It to the Runway. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it today. It comes out tomorrow on Patreon, blah, 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 blah. And we, for, whenever we do the looks, let me tell you how why they're meant to be do the looks. We were like, do we do, um, what do we, what do we say? Which is the, uh, fashion photo review. What do they do again? They do the Tudor boot. Tudor boot. We're like, we can't think of another one. They already, like, on the spot, we're like, pump it or dump it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's good. Well, yeah. All right. Here we go. Abe Vagoda, Taylor. Abe Vagoda was an actor who starred in a lot of things in the 70s, but he was best known for the character Fish on Barney Miller, which actually got its own spinoff at one point. He's also in The Godfather. Too. I was just going to say, and he was also was in The Godfather. He's the one the line. He's all like, like what, can, we, can we just, for old time's sake or something? I don't. I've never seen The Godfather all the oh, way through. Never mind. Go ahead, Celine. <laughs> I've seen The Godfather Part 2 and Part 3, which Part 3 is horrible, but. Celine, do you agree or disagree? Agree, agree, agree. I know we kind of gave oh, it away when we're adding more facts. All right. Yeah, so Johnny, I was thinking that. Johnny Cash, Taylor. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was a country singer known as the Man in Black, and he was also known for going to a um, going to Folsom Prison and performing a concert there for the inmates. Cilantro? That's true. I even knew it. <laughs> Donna Rice. Donna Rice was the um, mistress. Oh God, was this the mistress? Donna Rice was the mistress of Gary Hart, who was a presidential nominee um, in 1984. And pictures of her got uh, pictures of the two of them got out with her sitting in his lap on a boat or at a dock or a pier or something. Wait, is this the same woman that was in the Gill campaign uh, episode? Or is that a different? I can't uh, answer that until you agree. Yes, yes, true, true, true. Yes, it's the same reference. They seem to be milking this reference. For they love, they love her. Okay. Well, I think this was right at that time when it was very, it was very much on. I got her and somebody else mixed up. I got her and Fawn Hall mixed up. Yeah, but Fawn Hall was. I remembered halfway through what that is. Okay, Sandy Duncan and Taylor. See if you can focus. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I okay. <laughs> I know what horrible thing you're going to say. <laughs> what? No, no, no. I wasn't going to talk Hall. about that. I wasn't going to talk okay. about that. Yeah. <laughs> But now Sandy you're giving Duncan it away. Was, was an actress who was on um, – she played – I believe she played Peter Pan like in the 70s um, on Broadway. But then she was also known for taking over for Valerie Harper off Valerie Harper's sitcom, which was around the same time. Valerie Harper got fired and they brought in Sandy Duncan as the aunt. And Very she has true. a glass eye. I knew she was Peter Pan, and we've in a previous episode they talked about the Valley Harper show, and so when I looked it up, Sandy Duncan was there. So I know for a fact it is true. All right, Taylor, <laughs> Father Mulcahy. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Try to I say was it without say, bringing up. You, you, you did it. I was going to say address wise they brought her up specifically. This was exactly at the time that the Valley Harper thing was going on. Okay. There's a couple of those in these. Yeah, in of course I know. Of course I know shit like that. Well, I knew you did. I knew you did. I knew you did. I just want to make sure you mentioned it. 
Father Mul- Mulcahy Father Mul- from, from MASH, yeah. Father Mulcahy was a character played by Christopher Williams, I think, who was and was the character of the chaplain on MASH. True. Adam Slander, what's MASH? Um when you're in middle school and you say mansion, apartment, <laughs> shack, house. I don't even know if you guys know that reference, but I do know MASH. MASH, it's like an army sitcom. I think it was army, but I, in my age, which was childhood, I don't know. It made me uncomfy. As it a makes kid. me uncomfortable too. Oh, it does? Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I can't stand that. Yeah. There are, there are parts, there are episodes that are really. I can't believe you called a sitcom. Where, That's what I was going to say. Sitcom, it just feels the, off. The I mean, name of this, the theme song is Suicide is Painless. <laughs> yes. And in the movie version, there were words. Mm-hmm. There were lyrics to it. Yeah. And nice. yeah, it was a sad scene. <laughs> and <laughs> um, Robert Altman had his like 15-year-old son write it because he wanted it to be a cheesy song that a, like a 15-year-old would write. He wanted to intentionally be corny. Anyway. It's a catchy tune, though. All right. Uh, Gene Shallot, t- uh, Taylor. Gene Shallot was the, uh, the, was the movie reviewer for the Today Show, and he was known for having crazy, like a black afro and a handlebar mustache, uh-huh. but was a gentleman. Yeah. Very true. I remember it. Here's the funny thing. Still alive. Is yeah, he really? Is yep, still alive. I think What he, does he look like now? It's just a fro. No, I think I think he <laughs> might have Alzheimer's or some sort of disease. I don't remember, but I, I know he's still oh. alive. Well, uh 2 on Facts of Life, Taylor. Tootie was a character played by Kim Fields, who was the was the black girl of the of the group. And was the youngest, and at least in the initial uh, episodes, first couple of seasons, always was it had roller skates on. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. It is true. BB King Taylor. BB King was a blues guitarist who was known for his guitar named Lucille, and recently died from diabetes. So specific. I'll have to say true. <laughs> Tim, you know, Adam's doing really well. Well, doing I don't well. think it's me. I, it's I not me. I think with Taylor, it, it's like it, 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 odds are he's going to know it. it. Exactly. The Supremes. The Supremes was a famous girl group from the 60s through the 70s. Their most famous lineup being Diana Ross, Mary Wilson, and Cindy Birdsong. True, but does that mean they like gals came in and out? Because I didn't know that. Yes. Well, uh, one yes. died. Uh, well, well, yes. Yeah, Cindy Bird song. Cindy Bird song died, and then so they brought in somebody else, and then eventually Diana Ross left, and Mary Wilson. Mary Wilson led the Supremes through the early seventies, and then it was three completely different women, and that oh, wow. was until like nineteen seventy six or seventy seven, and then they they just disbanded. I was bored one day at work and I read the Wikipedia page for the Supremes <laughs> and was fascinated at, cause they, they got as far as like disco music. Like their, mm-hmm. their last single was like a disco song. That's wild. Yeah. You're welcome. 
Gumby. <laughs> Gumby was a like a claymation character from the sixties, I think, uh, and was kind of rebrought into pop culture when Eddie Murphy used to play Gumby on Saturday Night Live, where he would wear the Gumby outfit. He was a green, like kind of a claymation character, and he used to smoke cigars and say he was Gumby. He used to go, "I'm Gumby, damn it!" All true. Wow. So, Landon, do you really know it's true, or are you just guessing? Honestly, I knew more of this time around than ever before. However, I'm mostly just guessing yes, because I trust Taylor. All right, here, here, this one, I know, well, I can't see anything. All right, here we go. Shelly Long. Uh-oh. Oh. Sh- sh- do I need to even say anything? It's not, <laughs> I just forgot about, they really went in on Shelly Long this episode. They did go in. So, so Shelley Long was, uh, she played Diane Chambers on Cheers and sort of had one of those of where she expected more money and she expected, I believe, like producer credits and that sort of stuff and was apparently very, very difficult to work with. So they fired her from Cheers and that's how they introduced Kirstie Alley's character, whose name was Rebecca Chambers, I think. True. And I know Kirstie has her problems now, but I much preferred her. So that's, it was for the yes. best, if you ask me. Yes, it was, it was very much for the best. Finally, and actually this one I'm not sure about. Finally, William Conrad. William Conrad was an actor in the seventies. <laughs> I feel like you and I have talked about William many times, <laughs> many times I've talked about him. Where he was a very like morbidly obese actor, <laughs> but he used to. Start- <laughs> <laughs> something tells me you were sure about him. I <laughs> <laughs> started cop shows. Uh, he started cop shows. Well, the, introduction- <laughs> <laughs> the introductions. Would be, I mean, he's a really fat man, okay? <laughs> and they would, show, they would show him, like, you know, like the cops would get the, the, the cops, like, tumbling over the car with the gun and, like, the, and he would just yeah. be like, oh, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pull one up on YouTube and put Was it a comedy? No! No! Not oh. even, not even a What's little his close. name? William Conrad. Wasn't he in Jake and the Fat Man, too? Yes, but that one Wasn't made more man? sense. Yep. Yeah, because at least he was the fat man. Um, I'm thinking oh. about, I'm, th- I'm thinking about Cannon. He was in a show called Cannon. Um, right. Let me see. And so I, I happen to know <sighs> that, um, okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. It, it, I will say it is a rad. If you love the seventies for being just radly corny, it is a rad introduction. It's like one of my favorite seventies TV shows. Oh, it's like Chef's Kiss. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, um, but it, cause it's almost like an SNL skit of a 70s cop show, but here we go. Cannon. Starring William Conrad. With guest stars. Scott Marlowe, John Larch. You gotta, I gotta find a, a later season. In the later season ones, you would show him running around. <laughs> um, I can't wait. 
I'll have to show you. I'll send them later because we'll bore the audience. But like, it would be because I know there's one where like it would end, you know, with him with a chef hat cooking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, that, that's. But I do know the reason he got famous. He had a very, very distinct, very deep voice, and he used to be a rate. He was a huge radio star, and so. Uh, they probably were like, oh, well, he could be on TV, which he's not a bad actor. It was just like, it was this fat man who had to be like a cop. <laughs> All right. The guest uh. stars, uh, Paula Kelly. She was, you, you would have seen her in Soylent Green. She was the one who played Marguerite. Um, the, oh, the character actress, working character actress. Question, is she alive? Is she dead? Taylor. I'm going to say dead. Salandra? I'll say alive. She just died in 2020. Oh, COVID? oh no. I don't know. February 2020, maybe she was oh. an early adopter. Uh, this episode originally aired on October 17th, 1987. There was not between last week and now, nothing happened. But my question is Taylor, we'll start with you. What is your, uh, how many cheesecakes are you giving this? Out of how many? One to five? Ten, ten cheesecakes. Ten of ten cheesecakes, then I'll give this a five. It's just kind of right in the middle. All right, Salandra. I'm honestly going to give it a seven. I like I said, I oh, remember really? not loving it, but it it tickled me this time. Okay. Uh, I will give it. I'll split the difference, and I. Oof. There were some jokes that were good. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to split the difference. All right. Why don't we call a day there, Taylor? Thank you so much for doing this today. Thank you. Good to see you, Taylor. Good to see you too. Thank you, Salandra. See you at Wolfies. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines. You can find Adam Salandra on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A D A M S A L A N D R A. Uh, you can find Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at J O E B E T A N C E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast. 